We are in Perak Dalid, and we're in Mishnah Yud Aleph. Says the Mishnah. Arba Achim, Nesuin Arba Nashim Umesu. Im Ratzah Hagadol Shebehem Liabe Meskulan Habashus Biado. The Mishnah takes a case where there's four brothers. They're all married to four to, to, to a different woman. So there's four brothers and four wives. Each brother is married to a different wife. Now, we're talking about a case where there's more than four brothers. Let's say there's six brothers. But four of those brothers are, are married. So if, and all of four of those brothers dies, and four um, Yavamas are falling out to the remaining brothers, the remaining two brothers, and they're all falling from different brothers. So over there, again, the Mishnah emphasizes that the Gadol Shebehem, the eldest brother, but really it's by any brother, but the preference is by the elder brother, that if he wants to do Yibum to all four of these women, he can. As we'll see, when women fall from, as long as they're falling from separate brothers, so he can be Miyabim as many as he wants. Why the... Um, Mishnah picked the number four is interesting here. Um, the Gemara says that it's an Eitzatova, that really if he, do, he should only marry these women and do Yibum if he has the means to support them. And the Bartanor over here adds that um, he has to be, the, the reason for four is that the normal amount that the Gemara in Ksuva says, the normal amount of times that a husband is with his wife is once a week on Friday night. Therefore, we don't want any of his wives to be able to be with him less than once a month. So that's how we got to the number four. But again, the Eitzatov over here is that Arashus Biyado, if he's able to maintain this many wives, keep peace in the house, and keep them all um, in food and clothing, so he is allowed to be miabim as many as he would like. Now we take a different type of a case where we'll see the din is different. That let's say we have Ruvain and Shimon, and Ruvain is married to two women, Rachel and Leah. Now Ruvain dies, and both of these women fall out to Shimon. So if Shimon does Yibum, or he does chalitza to either of them, or Rachel, or let's say he does yibum just to Rachel, or he does chalitza just to Rachel. So also Leah is potter. She's free to go marry whoever she wants. The reason for this is that we have a drush that we saw earlier in the beginning of the first parak. The pasuk in Devarim, Chavhei, says, Asher lo yivne es beis achiv talking about a brother who did not build his brother's house, meaning he did not do Yibum. The drasha on that is, You're only allowed to do Yibum when, the woman, when women are falling from one brother, you're only allowed to do Yibum to one of them, you cannot do Yibum to two of them. The mitzvah of Yibum only matters the eshes ach for one woman. Now by chalitza, we see a principle that we've seen before here at work, that um, if a woman is not fit, she's not able to do yibum over here because he already did yibum to her co-wife. So therefore, she's also doesn't she's not in the parsha of chalitza. So therefore, once he does um, yibum to Rachel 
and he cannot do yibum taleya because of the principle of only doing building one house, only doing yibum once. Therefore, since he can't do yibum to her, he also can't do chalitza to her, and she's pater, and she's um, free to go marry whoever she would like. The Mishnah finishes off. Haisa achas ksher of achas psula, im haya cholets, cholets le psula, vim haya miyabim, miyabim le ksherah. Now we're taking the same case, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers, Ruvain's married to two women, Rachel and Leah, and now we're talking about a case where Rachel and Leah, one's Kshera and one's Psula. These terms are um, directed towards their ability to marry a Kohen. So one of these women is kosher to marry a Kohen, meaning she was not previously a Chalutza or a divorcee, and the other woman is Pasol, let's say previously she was a divorcee before she got married to Ruvain. So now when Ruvain dies and these two women come fall out to Shimon, so whoever he's going to do chalitza to is going to be possible to marry a, to marry a Kohen. Therefore, the Mishnah says he should do chalitza to the one who's already possible to marry a Kohen and not to the one who is kosher to marry a Kohen. Because therefore, thereby, the one who's possible will obviously remain possible, but the one who didn't get a chalitza so she remains kosher to marry a Kohen because we only need Chalitza to one of the wives, not to both of them. Uh, this principle, the Gemara says, um, is called Lo Yishpoch Adam Mei Borov Acherim Tzrichim A person shouldn't just go wasting, literally the um, colloquialism translates that a person shouldn't go wasting the water of his cistern, cistern and others are in need of it. Meaning, if this woman is kosher to a, to, to a Kohen, why? And he's anyway going to do chalitza, so why should he go and mess something up for somebody else, who may a Kohen, who may want to marry this woman? <laughs> uh, moving on, Mishnah, you'd bet. mamzer. <laughs> Um, the, we're taking a case now of somebody who marries his divorcee, and the only time there's an isser to marry his divorcee is after she already went and got married to somebody else, then she is in a love, she is forbidden to him to go, for him to go and marry her again. Similarly, the Mishnah takes a case of someone who marries his chalutza. Once a guy does chalutza to a woman, there is an isser in the Torah to marry her again. That's because, um, the Torah says, he says, it says, beloved lo yivne, because it's bana shuv lo yivne. Since he did not build his brother's house by doing yibum to his um, widow, rather he did chalitza, so we darshan out, there's a lav lo yivne, he cannot build that house anymore, therefore he has a lav of not marrying his chalitza after that. So both of these women, amachzer grushasa vanose chalutzaso, are both lavin. Um, of the regular type, the standard type in the Torah. Vahanose krovas chalutzaso means to marry the relative of his chalutza. Um, and that also is an iser. Now, according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says you have to get divorced if he does that. And Rabbi Akiva also says the Vlad is a mamzer. Now, when Rabbi Akiva says the Vlad is a mamzer, that's because Rabbi Akiva's shita in a mamzer is Rabbi Akiva's opinion about a mamzer is that the moms, a, a child is a mamzer even if a child is born 
from a relationship which is a regular lav in the Torah. Any forbidden relationship, deraisa, will produce a mamzer. Now the Chachamim over here argue, and they say, no, the Vlad is not a mamzer. The reason is because the only time, according to the Chachamim, and that is the Halacha, that you have a mamzer is when um, the relationship between the man and the woman was not only asr, but it had an onesh, a punishment of kares. Kares or more. Kares or misa. So it has to be something that we know of as the arayas, something like a married woman, um, the sister of his husband, the sister of his wife, um, a guy's sister, a guy's daughter, one of those type of, of relationships which carries a much more stringent punishment. But the Chachamim, Mishnah, Mishnah finishes off, says they will yield to Rabbi Akiva that a guy who marries the relative of his Gurusha, then the Vlad is a Mamzer. Because just divorcing a wife does not get rid of the severity of the Isser of marrying her relative. So even after a guy divorces um, his wife, so that ex-wife's, that, the ex-wife, her mother and her sister are still also to the guy with a chiyuv kares um, attached to them. And so therefore they will make a mamzer. But a regular, again, the, the, the um, disagreement over here between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim is Rabbi Akiva holds any love in the Torah, any prohibition in the Torah, even if it is not with the punishment of kares, will, incur, will create a mamzer. And according to the Chachamim, no, the only relationship which will create a mamzer is one with a chiyuv kares or greater or misa that will incur, a, that will create a mamzer. That's the end of Mishnah Yudbet.